Hello and thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Bite-Sized Cybercrime, the podcast where we discuss cybercrimes and cybersecurity news. This week we will be talking about a recently discovered vulnerability in a protocol that we all know and love, Bluetooth. Bluetooth is a wildly popular protocol that we all know. It allows you to wirelessly connect devices like headsets, keyboards, mice, any kind of peripheral device you can think of. Some mobile devices may even sell little Bluetooth accessories for their games that involve some enhancement. Many people prefer Bluetooth devices due to having less cords to deal with. I typically prefer wired devices, but I'm no longer as anti-Bluetooth as I used to be, and I do use Bluetooth earbuds pretty regularly. So it may be surprising to hear that Bluetooth has vulnerabilities. The security flaw that we're talking about today can allow hackers remote control over devices with the operating systems Android, Linux, macOS, or iOS. This exploit thankfully does not exist on Windows devices, but Android, iOS, and macOS are still a very large demographic, and a lot of Bluetooth uses are specifically on mobile devices. When you are pairing a Bluetooth device, usually you will need to go through some sort of authentication process to make sure you actually want to pair the devices. A code may come up on the device that you need to enter into your phone or vice versa, or you may need to click accept on some sort of approval message. This vulnerability allows an attacker to bypass this authentication altogether and connect to a device that has Bluetooth discovery enabled. Most people will have this enabled if they use any Bluetooth devices with any regularity. So, how does this actually work? According to Mark Newlin, a software engineer at SkySafe who identified the vulnerability, it can be executed from any ordinary Linux machine using a standard Bluetooth adapter, making it a pretty easy-to-execute attack with no special hardware. The attacker is able to connect to a vulnerable device in discovery mode and essentially trick that device into thinking that the attacker is a Bluetooth keyboard. Details and a proof of concept are being held off until every vendor releases a patch just to be safe, so we do not have the full details yet on how exactly the attack works. But what we do know is that if the device thinks a Bluetooth keyboard is connected but it's really an attacker, they're able to perform actions on the device and essentially take complete control of it. This can lead to other types of attacks, like injecting malicious code, downloading other malicious content, exfiltrating data, and even sending messages from that device, which could potentially be leveraged in very advanced phishing campaigns. This vulnerability does have one considerable limitation, though. It is unable to bypass actions that require additional authentication, either biometric authentication like a fingerprint scan or face ID, or a standard password. Some apps may require you to enter your credentials again to use them. For example, I can't access my phone's password manager without entering my password or scanning my fingerprint again, so this attack is unlikely to expose passwords saved in password managers. Most bank account apps are also locked behind another form of authentication, and if your work uses a mobile device management solution, you also likely need a password to access your work materials. Mobile device management is a solution employers may put on a bring-your-own-device cell phone, if you wish to have access to things like your work emails on your phone. It essentially creates a separate secure profile that your work materials cannot leave. When you leave the company, or even just lose your phone, that profile and all the work-related data can be erased remotely without touching any of your personal things. 
Although this leaves most privileged access inaccessible to the attacker and won't allow them to steal your bank information or your password, this still leaves you with a considerable amount of risk. Like I said earlier, it's not going to prevent attackers from downloading other malware that may be able to perform those actions instead. Although this vulnerability was discovered recently, it's actually rather old. The earliest version of Android it was tested on was 4.2.2, which came out in 2012, and it seems to have gone largely unnoticed since then. If it had been used, it's likely any attackers wanted to keep the secret, but it's actually pretty amazing the vulnerability had been around for that long before being officially discovered and named just this year. It kind of makes you wonder what other potential major vulnerabilities are hiding in plain sight. Despite this, the vulnerability was fixed on many Linux distributions in 2020, it being a little different from the versions impacting mobile devices and macOS. But this fix is disabled by default on those distributions and has to be manually enabled. Google has also released patches for Android devices between versions 11 and 14. Apple was reportedly notified of the vulnerability in August of 2023, but has yet to share a timeline for when the vulnerability is to be patched currently leaving both macOS and iOS vulnerable to this attack. Although Bluetooth the protocol and Bluetooth devices themselves have improved majorly, this shows that there's still some potential vulnerabilities within Bluetooth itself that need to be addressed. Whenever your devices get security updates, please update them. And if you're an Apple user, well, you might want to turn off Bluetooth unless you really need it this time. Thank you to Mark Newland for discovering this vulnerability and outlining what it's capable of, and also another thanks to the Hacker News and Tech Radar in the Register for reporting on this vulnerability. And of course, thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Bite Size Cybercrime, and until next time, stay secure!